You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And Rami, you and I are gonna do a little improvising here because our log just went completely kaput. Are we experiencing technical difficulties? Something like that. All right. That is correct. Okay. Um, and so before we, because Jonathan has to handle this, and before we get to cram session. He's scrambling right now. Well, we get to scrambling. Uh, do a little bonus reckless speculation. Okay. Like to. What do you got? So there's an article that popped up. Let me find this again here on MLB.com that had, I'm just going to read some of these names to you. MLB trade targets. Um, and I guess my first question to you is, are there any positions outside of pitcher like would you look at any current position not pitcher position player or position and uh and target a trade if you're the twins not not anything really of value a lot of teams who have the playoffs pretty much locked up will try and get an extra it's usually an outfielder but not even to play outfield or even or even really have any at bats but just a speed guy a pinch runner who you can put on when you potentially need somebody to go first to third or first to home. Yeah. That's something I might look into, but that's usually something that you can just sort of find walking the streets. I don't know that you need to give up a lot and trade for a guy like that. Yeah. That's, you know, it's funny. Like just to go down that path for a second, we're at the point just to go back to what we talked about off the top of the show where this team is so good, so historically good offensively. And they've got a number one starting pitcher. We're not talking about getting an ace, although it'd be great to get a Noah Syndergaard. Like, but 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 they're sitting pretty good with Jose Barrios. We're literally talking about can you find an eighth inning guy and a pinch runner? Right. Yeah, that's how good <laughs> right? this is going right now. Yeah, but that's the only position that I'd try and 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 that's not even really a position. That's more of a specialist. That's the only place I'd try to go. Judge just walked in. Why are there interesting wow. names? Yeah. We're going to, uh, here's what we're going to do. Operating on the fly here. Jed. Real quick, on-air production meeting. Yes, sir. We're going to let Jonathan deal with our technical meltdown. Okay. And I am going to guide us through cramp session, and I will award the points oh, no, no, as no. a participant. No, no, I don't like no, that at all. It's already so corrupt. I don't, well. Why not? You know what? Why can't I guide us through cramp session, and I get to award the points? It's not going to get any more corrupt. <laughs> you know what? Touche. <laughs> so, yeah, let's do this. Let's all right. rock and roll. Ronnie right. with a great point. All right, cool. Uh Fired up. Cram session question number one. Okay. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Score North and Score North mobile app. <laughs> Last night, after the Blues beat the Bruins to win the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. reporters were in the Blues locker uh, the Bruins locker room talking with the losing team, and they caught up with Brad Marchand, noted rat and and hockey bad guy. These are Jonathan's words. <laughs> so many mind. people were laughing last night on Twitter at him. And he was crying. <laughs> yeah. He looked like Mario or Luigi. And... Uh, <laughs> He's like Goon Mario. You know what? I'm glad he was crying. I'm glad he lost. Seems so, like a lot of people were. Hold on a second. What do you need? You need mine? Oh, sorry. Okay. Oh, Go ahead. <laughs> I don't think it works. Right. He is a guy. You know what? He deserves whatever bad came to him. What did he do to everyone? Why does everybody hate Marsha? He is so much? just a punk. 
He is just a complete punk. He's a cheap, and he's really he's a talented player. Can you put but it in look, terms I'd understand? Like okay, he looks, like an analogy he from looks, somebody in another sport. He looks like a rat. He plays like a rat. He is he is a he licks guys. Last year he was licking <laughs> opponents. Rami, I'm not kidding. Play would stop, and and if it's is he like you the and Lance me going Stevenson? back and forth? Is he like the Lance Stevenson of hockey? I probably worse. Wow. But he's better than Lance Stevenson. Oh, as a player. Yeah. But just, just as far as being, antics. his okay. antics go, that's probably a good parallel. But he has licked the faces of opponents. And the league finally stepped in and said, you have to stop doing that. I used to do that to my brother. Like, he's thirsty. When he would just, like, because my brother was older than me and he'd, you, like, bu- he'd what? bully me and, like, pin me down to the ground. The only thing I could do to get him off of me was. Lick him was lick his face. Yeah. Okay, this just I didn't. You know, of all the things that I expected when when cram session started, I, actually, when I came back from my bathroom break and you guys were talking, was you telling me that you had licked your? Well, what do you do when somebody has your arms and legs pinned down? Yell, yell for your parents. They weren't doing anything. Your parents wouldn't do something. No, they just boys being boys. They didn't think anything of it. So okay. Just quickly, did the licking work? Yeah, every time I'd be like, "Ugh, he licked me," and he'd like jump off and run away. It, was, it worked. It was effective. I think we just got to the bottom of why Brad Marchand is Brad Marchand. <laughs> so the question is: besides Marchand crying in the locker room as a villain, crying and getting his comeuppance, what is your favorite moment of a player you didn't like dealing with a down moment in their career? I'm going to give you and and I know this player is we joke about it and laugh about it. And in retrospect, he might not even see it as a down moment. But I'm going to give you guys Randy Moss as a Viking after the loss to the Patriots when Belichick shut him down completely. And he decided to take his act to the podium, as he called it, to give an impassioned uh, speech about the fact that he loved the Patriots and that he missed the Patriots and Mr. Kraft and Belichick and went on and on and on, and he knew he knew that his career was crumbling. He was no longer Randy Moss. He was a struggling player who had been traded by his favorite team and his favorite people, and furthermore also told us that he had been fined because a certain reporter in the Twin Cities had helped get him fined for not fulfilling his media obligations on a weekly basis. That, of course, was me, and I was very proud of it. <laughs> And so the fact that he complained about that, but he knew at that moment that the Randy Moss that we once knew was long gone, I think that's my favorite one. Mine isn't necessarily a particular player, but more about a a, a team and their fan base. And I think everybody in this room and within the sound of my voice can appreciate this. The 2015 NFC Championship. Packers are up huge on the Seattle Seahawks. They get an interception. Julius Peppers tells, I forget who had the interception. Julius Peppers tells the guy who had a lot of open field, maybe could have brought that interception back for a touchdown, says, get down. Let's start milking this clock. Yep. And then the Seahawks come back. I think they were down 17 and scored three scores in the matter of something. And that's the tight end. On something like six minutes. The onside kick, right? Brandon Bostic. Bostic who, by the way, was signed by the Vikings in training camp yes. next year. And watching Viking or Packers fans melt down on Twitter while that was happening was just so, so tasty, so enjoyable. And then I come into work on Monday. Yep. And my co host, Gary Ellerson, former Packers <laughs> running back, yeah, he told me 
Now, if if you played in the NFL and your team makes it to the Super Bowl, you get you're one of the people who gets first crack at Super Bowl tickets. Sure. Absolutely. So he's thinking the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. And he and his wife are sitting there planning a trip. Should we buy the plane tickets? I don't know. Plane ticket prices keep going up. They keep going up, keep going up, because everybody in Wisconsin thinks the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then as the score starts to turn, the ticket prices start going down and down and down to the point where nobody was planning on going to attend the Super Bowl (laughs) from the state of Wisconsin. That was quite the epic collapse. It was amazing and so fun to watch. And I remember when Julius Peppers, <laughs> when Julius Peppers told the Just defensive, evil. when Julius Peppers told the defensive back to go down, I was like, "What are they doing? There is enough time to come back in this game. What are they doing? They could have put the death nail in that NFC Championship by returning that interception. And instead, Julius Peppers was telling people to get down. And I greatly, greatly enjoyed that. So I, and I initially took this question to mean. Like a bad guy who handles a situation really well, but as I read it over again, like it just Jonathan just asks us. Besides Marshan crying, what's your favorite moment of a player you didn't like dealing with a down moment in their career? Mm-hmm. You can handle it poorly. I'm gonna say the bad boy Pistons walking off the court early when the Chicago Bulls finally. <laughs> t- you guys remember that? The Bulls no finally take yeah. over the, sure, the, the Eastern Conference and they just team. walked off the court with time still on the clock. All of them. And the Bulls were left to just sort of sit there and celebrate on their own. So I thought that was pretty cool. I did enjoy that. A lot of people took offense to it. I just enjoyed that they were so, so dejected that yeah. they just walked off and the court. And that was it, right? Down. Yes. That was the, the changing of, of the guard in that rivalry, so to speak, yep. at that time. Yeah. So I'm going to award the point to Judd because uh, the Randy Moss... 2010, the second coming of Randy Moss to the Vikings was such a glorious train wreck, and oh. Jeb was like right in the middle as a as a pot stirrer, journalist pot stirrer guy. Well, but, he was uh, just he was so done, and Belichick was so right. Yeah, it was just over. Question number two here, and uh, I'm leading cram session today because our usual corrupt judge Jonathan is helping us with some technical difficulties behind the scenes. So here's question number two. So far, you've been great. Yeah, I'm sure you like him. <laughs> Take a point away from you. (laughs) All right. Last night, as players were celebrating winning the Stanley Cup, there was a numerous uh, there were numerous censor bleeps because of players swearing. So NBC just like the producers of NBC just said, "Ah, whatever. These guys are all just skating around with the cup and we have boom mics down there and they didn't shut them off for like 30 minutes. So would you guys have paid a little extra for an uncensored broadcast where broadcasters and players can say whatever they want? However they want. And how much extra would you pay for just a completely uncensored broadcast? Judd ranted about this. I got I got a question on, on this. In the perfect world of doing this, what would the package be? Would this be basketball, football, hockey, baseball uncensored for X amount? Or are we talking sport by sport that I would have to pay to get this? I just assume that you'd have to pay just like a total just a total amount a fee. for everything a to be fee. uncensored. Yes. I would pay $250 a year for a total uncensored package of sports I want. Now, I I would like more mics then, more dugout mics, more bench mics, more coaches mic'd up where it's not then, okay, here's what um, Tom Thibodeau had to say during the timeout, but it's the entire game. But I would pay $250 just to hear no more. Let's go to Doris Burke. Well, you know, this guy, he's got... And then when you know it could because a guy dropped an f bomb, yeah. But I 
would love this, and I want this, and I'm tired. I'm really tired of being treated with kid gloves. I'm almost 50 years old. I can handle the swear words. Before I answer that question, have you ever retroactively gone back and awarded somebody a point for a question that points were already awarded? He's never done this uh, before. Yeah. I've okay. never, I've never <laughs> has judged Grimms. Has, has it ever I mean, happened? I'm, let's just say, speaking of the nature of the question, I'm open for business. Has it ever happened? Have you ever gone back and retroactively taken a point away and given it to somebody else for their answer after a point was already awarded? I would. All right. I would. Because my girlfriend, who's a Packers fan, tweeted at me, it was Peppers who told Morgan to get down, and you can go straight to hell for bringing up that game, you jerk face. (laughs) You both have a point. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hold on a second here. I'm not going to watch your relationship dissolve. I'm very upset about this entire thing. <laughs> All right, I forgot what the Good other for question her. Good was. For I forgot the second question. Uh, would you? Would, are you into just a completely like an adult version, uncensored version where you get athletes swearing on boom mics? I wouldn't pay for it, but if you gave me the option to flip over to a channel where that was available, or if you later had some kind of uh, some kind of behind the scenes special, like a hard knocks type of thing, or they did like a. Leading up to McGregor and Mayweather, Showtime had like a behind-the-scenes reality show. If you produced something like that after the fact and put it on Showtime or HBO, yeah, totally uncensored, I'd watch it. But I wouldn't pay a pay-per-view price to see that. No, I wouldn't pay for it either. Um, but I do enjoy. I think there's there's a little seasoning that goes into it, like you know when you're watching Bruce Boudreaux light up his locker room. For this? I don't need it. I'm not going to pay extra. I already. Like some of the, it's amazing how many subscriptions we all have. It's ridiculous. Like twelve bucks a month here, ten bucks a month there. My cable bill is huge, okay. but I, I love it. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Rami and I both a point for that. Thank you. Just arbitrarily. So does he have appreciate it. two so points I, I have now? Two points now. So and you each, have, so you each have one. Your girlfriend can't get you a point. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Question number three. I sacrificed the well-being of my relationship for that answer. Clearly. Yeah. So I deserve the point. Put yourself in the twins' shoes. Question number three. You have to make a trade right now, but all of us are limited to one team that Jonathan gives us. I can't believe he gave me this team. Yeah, I mean, I got a terrible team. Okay, don't doing? even try to I say that you your all teams. Bad teams. Yeah, but you gave me no options for trades. It's just awful. So well, what? what is the trade the that you're looking to make magic. to improve the twins? Okay, so Judd, you'll go first. Kansas City Royals. You have to trade with the Kansas City Royals. Uh, yeah, I know. And I, I just went through their pitching depth, and there really is none. This isn't good. This is a terrible option and a terrible question. But the best I can do, <laughs> the best I can do is this. I call up Kansas City, and, and I'm actually hoping that they say no. But I ask for starter Danny Duffy and Ian Kennedy, who is listed as a starter now, but has five saves. So he is pitching out, out of the bullpen, evidently. And for those two... And they're going to say no, but I don't care. I offer them prospect, injured prospect, former Dodger, Luke Rayleigh. Outfielder, first baseman. Okay. I think he's out for the year now. Um, I don't really want these two pitchers. This is not my trade. But if I'm forced to call the Royals, Duffy and Kennedy, and I'll send you my, I think it's 14th best prospect okay. or so, Luke Rayleigh. Okay. Rami? He gave me, he gave me the Orioles. We've talked before. The only <laughs> sounds like a disease. The only thing it is. The only thing I want. I have Orioles for the Twins is relief pitchers. They don't really have any relief pitchers that I want. Do I have to make a trade? Can I just hang up the phone on the Orioles GM and say I don't want anything from your team? I just hung up. You're on terrible. The That's what I'm going to do. I hung up. I just hung up on the Baltimore Orioles. 
you've disqualified yourself. That's fine. Question. I don't want any of these guys. Why like, am I going to try and pull a trade? I feel like the points you know mine. And, and I, I already have two points, you know this, so I don't care. This question's worth three points. I forgot to mention that off the top here. Girlfriend has a point. This is so correct. Jonathan Jonathan said that I have to trade with the Miami Marlins, and since the Marlins have no redeeming players anymore, they've already traded all of those players to teams. Are you getting the sculpture? Not the sculpture. I'm so sick of Twins fans complaining about the cheap Twins organization. I'm trading for Derek Jeter so fans can see what a real cheap ownership group <laughs> is doing. And I award myself three points and the wind on today's cram session. That's right. Where to go, Jonathan. Judge Phil Mackey, in for corrupt judge Why are you Jonathan. me? I didn't do anything. Not a question. You've been trying to get the computers back. Yeah, but working. that last question. They're back was, working now. That last yeah, question you're was welcome. awful. All right, Mackie and Judd with Rami here on the all-new Score North and Score North mobile app. And a quick uh, quick public service announcement. You can find all of our on-demand podcast episodes, including Judd's Hockey Show and uh, all kinds of other things, uh, in addition to Mackie and Judd with Rami, anywhere you find podcasts. Mackie and Judd with Rami, Apple, Spotify, Score North mobile app. And gentlemen, we didn't have time to get to this yesterday. The news came out a couple days ago that uh, HBO's Hard Knocks will feature the Oakland, soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders. This made me very happy. John Gruden. Love it. Mike Mayock, first-time GM. Uh, Antonio a, Brown. There isn't a better team they could have chosen, right? Are we all agreed on that? Is there a better team? The, the, Bra- the, the Browns the would Browns. be entertaining. Maybe the Browns. And they've and both these teams have been on Hard Knocks before. Yeah. Oh, boy. The only team that I can think of, because I'd just love to see the overall dysfunction, it'd be worse than Oakland, is the Jets. Because the Jets are just a yeah, complete dumpster fire. We could all... It would be a train wreck. Yeah. But this is a great one. Gruden, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this. How much of it do you think is just going to be Gruden's QB camp? With Derek Carr, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but with swearing. <laughs> right. Because my guess is Gruden drops F-bombs continually in real life. So this is going to be fantastic because I, I think the amount of swear words that you're going to get from Gruden is going to make the HBO component worth its while. Is Antonio Brown going to come off as uh, hateable and cocky or lovable? I think more quirky. quirky. Fashion quirky, personality quirky, but I would say likable quirky because he's going to be happy that he's not in Pittsburgh. Does he come with the gold Hulk Hogan style handlebar mustache? I think that'll be gone. Okay, I think it might already be gone. Is you needed to bring it back. Is Cargant going to come off as a, a leader of a QB or sort of just a boring man? I, I don't see much there. Beta. You think He'll he, be a beta. You think he's a beta? He'll get bossed around by pretty much everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's going to explain a lot if that's the case. Yeah. He does seem like a kind of a boring dude. Yeah. Not not in a bad way. I don't mean that like he can't be a good quarterback, but he doesn't seem like the most uh, enthralling. I think Gruden's going to Gruden's going to be fantastic. He's not going to be able to help himself. He'll swear continuously, which will be great. I think Mayock might come off as sort of an overmatched executive, too. You know, he's a TV guy, and he was good at, at the breakdowns of the draft. But that means and things he's like good that. at faking it. But he's he, a TV guy. Yeah, yeah, but I, want, I wonder if, if he's going to be able to fake his way through it, or we're basically going to watch Mayock operate and say, really, he's running an NFL well, team, or he's trying to? Well, he's... He, the fact that he's been on TV for the majority of his career, he's going to be great in this setting. I don't, I don't think he's going to show. I don't think he's going to be like sweating bullets on camera for HBO. But can I go back to Derek Carr for a second? Sure. We've all been on the fence about him. He had a great start to his career, and he's put up some numbers, but it's mostly been just kind of a regression. And you're trying to figure out, all right, does he just need better coaching and teammates, or what's the deal? And then his idiot brother comes out and says Joe Montana is not one of the ten greatest quarterbacks of all time. And now I know that family is just full of morons. So that was astounding. 
Yeah, have you heard this? I have not. Yeah, David Carr on NFL Network like two or three weeks ago. It was top ten, right, Judd? He listed his top yeah, ten quarterbacks. Was, yeah. of I all saw time. it on Twitter, and it was beyond idiotic. And Joe Montana was not in his top ten, not by mistake. He had reasons and was justifying why he didn't put Joe Montana in Hold his top ten. Hold on a second, 10. though. We're, we're talking to a guy who, on the show yesterday, admitted that Tom Brady might not be in his top five. Bro, I was just going. I think Joe Montana's barely in my top ten. What? I think. I, okay, let's move thinking. on. Let's just, seriously. We went through this yet. I can't take this. No, I, we need to pry no. on this. We need to pry on this. I don't know if we do. If Brady's not in your five and Montana's barely in your ten, who do you have? <laughs> Steve Young. We went through this yesterday. Yeah. Steve Young, we didn't Brett, go deep enough no, on this. I don't think we did go deep enough. Steve Young, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning are in my top five for sure. I don't know how you can put Brett Favre definitively above Tom Brady. What 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 differentiates Brett Favre above Tom Brady so that it's no doubt in your mind Brett Favre is in the five and Tom Brady's got to earn it to still. To me, one of the more underrated abilities of a quarterback, this is completely getting derailed from what we were talking about, but one of the more underrated abilities of a quarterback is improvisation. When the play breaks down, when the when when the protection breaks down, what can a guy do? There is a better improviser than Brett Favre, other than maybe Steve Young. <clears throat> when everything broke down and he had to make a yeah, play, can I refer you to uh, Game 2010? Uh, okay, fe- he made mistakes January too, of but that year when the, he threw the ball right into the yeah. his last the his same last reason pass he made mistakes. The same reason he made mistakes was the same reason that he made great plays in those situations okay, because limit, he had a set but, and a rocket of an arm. But that okay? knocks him down the list then because when it mattered the most of times, no, he made because, some of the dumbest throws because he had and I loved him. He had between his legs what it took to take those risks that most guys wouldn't even take. Oh wait, yeah. A horse, you're saying. <laughs> Hold on a second. So you're giving him credit for making stupid throws? For, for not being risk-averse. He might have taken it too far, but he wasn't risk-averse. I, okay, I'm done. And he would make plays <laughs> that nobody else Phil. would Sorry. because of it. That's like, so I'm going to bring this to Judd Sport. That's like saying, yeah, man, i got to put this goalie over that goalie because that goalie's dumb enough to go wide outside the net to try and play pucks for no reason. But how, cause... many, how, many, how many NFL films mic'd up sound bites are there out there of Mike Holmgren or Mike Sherman or Mike McCarthy going, no, 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 yes, because he had that ability to do things that didn't look smart on the surface, but they turned out well because he knew how to make it happen. But in some of the biggest games, he did that exact thing and it absolutely cost his team. But see, what you're saying is, Brett Favre is one of the most skilled and, let's say, diverse quarterbacks of all time in terms of what he's able to do on a football field. He can do more on a football field than Tom Brady can. My measure but Tom is Brady doesn't make dumb throws in the fourth quarter of, or overtime, of NFC Championship games that cost his team a season. My measure is this. Because you want to count rings. That's what everybody wants to do. They just want well, to a, count rings. It's a rings. factor. I mean, it's a factor, but it's not as big a factor for me as it is other people. Take Tom Brady out of the equation and plug Brett Favre into that. That's still a dynasty. They're still winning four or five Super Bowls. You think Brett Favre isn't getting it done with that team, with Bill Belichick and that organization? Brett Favre You're kidding th- yourself. Brett Favre They probably win more Super Bowls. Brett Favre. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Yes. All right. Let me help you out exactly. here, Rami. No. Rami, I'm going to help, yes. help you out here. Stop it. 
the Seahawks game, right? Uh-huh. The the uh, instead of Marshawn Lynch runs, Brett Favre would, would have made two to three mistakes in that game that would have given Seattle that no, game he if he was taken, playing for the he Patriots. He would have taken two or three but, risks in that game that would have been interception or would have been touchdown. But hold on a second. So uh-huh. you're wait wait wait. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, but yeah. you're saying that Montana might fall outside your top 10 as well? No, I think, I'm as interested like I said, in that. He's, he's he's he he barely makes my top 10 probably if I sat down and made a list. I just, I just rendered Mackie and Jeff I feel speechless. like I feel like when <laughs> did you guys see those clips of Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith were arguing about like Kawhi Leonard being better than Kobe or something? Yeah. And at one point, Stephen A. Smith just like just says, "I don't even know, I By don't even way, know what to say." Max might have been right about Kawhi and Kobe. I, I actually do think. Okay, I then. actually do think Kawhi okay, is a better then. player than Kobe. Can we stick but on one? Tom fight? Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady is more efficient. Tom Brady throws more touchdowns with less interceptions, fewer interceptions. Tom Brady doesn't make devastating mistakes that cost his team championships. And mm-hmm. you could probably point to one or two, but he has far more heroic second half comeback situations in the playoffs. Tom Brady hasn't had to carry the franchise the way that Brett Favre did, the way that Aaron Rodgers did. Tom Brady has always had good defenses, the best coach in the league, the best defensive mind in the league, the best GM in the league. All three of those things I just named were Bill Belichick. In 2009, Brett Favre had the greatest run-stopping defense in the history of the NFL for a three-year period. Okay. Brett Favre had weapons all over the field offensively, had at least one Hall of Fame offensive so for lineman, a if window, not two. He had what essentially Tom Brady has had his whole career, and he derailed it by improvising and throwing a god awful, disgusting interception. I can't defend the interceptions, man. But what I'm telling you is the same reason he threw interceptions right. was the same thing that made right. him great. I'll rephrase this in in a briefer time period. But Brett Favre had a fantastic team and a great coach. When he and Holmgren teamed up, and he won one Super Bowl, that's a problem. That was that Packers team was absolutely fantastic. There was no debate about its defense had some great components to it, and they won one championship. And he won one championship. And by the way, he spent the he spent the nineties. He spent until the the later portion of that decade. Brett Favre spent the nineties. Playing really exciting, fun football and making some devastating mistakes. Here's another thing that, that I think I sense that you're doing by by moving Montana and Brady. What you're doing is you're saying Montana and Brady get too much credit because the systems and the things around them yes. lifted them up. Yes. And I think what you're doing is you're not giving those guys enough credit as leaders and precise passers having lifted a system up themselves. I don't think you can just say, well... I mean, if you would have put Brett Favre in with the Patriots, I know for a fact Brett Favre derails at least two of those no championships way. that no Tom way. Brady wins. No way. Absolutely Brett Favre's not. entire history, outside of one year, 23 years ago now, is derailing good teams in the playoffs. What, one of the disagree. greatest self-saboteurs of all time, <laughs> Brett Favre. Personally or on the football field? Everywhere, I can tell. I can tell you. I can tell you from background stories, and I can tell you from watching him play. If anyone had the art of sabotaging himself, down Pat Brett Favre, who, by the way, I covered what uh, two years in Green Bay, two years here, and it was great fun. I he was great fun to follow, and, and his devastating mistakes were even in some ways fun to watch because they, he went down in such flames. But uh, I, yeah, I disagree. I do not think that he goes to the Patriots and has that same success. Now, I will like. Here's the funny thing, because I will listen to you on the Aaron Rodgers argument. I don't think it's always about rings. It, it's it's just 53 guys on a roster. 
There's a defense Aaron that's Rogers out there. Probably will end up on top of my list. Aaron Rodgers all is said and done. And he could help solidify his case if he got another ring or two and just made it a little bit closer. But For Aaron Rodgers counters. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And just like and to validate his own skill set. But if he just kept on doing what he's doing, now the last couple of years, let's assume those were a blip on the radar of Aaron Rodgers' career. They might not be, but I'm just saying, let's go on that assumption. If he if he gets back to form and keeps doing what he does for another six years, I don't care. Rings or no rings. Yeah. He's the best quarterback of all time. And this is where I'll go. I'll go down that path with you, but I won't with Brett Favre. I think Aaron Rodgers is the most skilled quarterback in the history of the NFL, and he's been saddled with... I mean, Tom Brady has the luxury of... He's been in the league for, let's count it here, like, what, 19 years? This will be his 19th season in the NFL as a starting quarterback. And he's had top 10 defenses like 12 or 15 times. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers has bottom 10 defenses on a regular basis. So I'll, I'll go down that path with you, but I can't, I can't listen on the breath. But why don't rings... Rings are incredibly hard to get for the entire team. Yeah, I count so, those as a so team I, achievement, I don't not see, a personal achievement. But, I mean, if you're the QB, you're essentially the playing CEO of that team, and it's incredibly hard to do, so why don't, why don't you want to give credit there? Because oh, I don't not give credit. I just don't weigh them as heavily as most people do. But why not? And Because I, I think that's... They're incredibly simpl- hard to get. I think that's simplifying it. They're incredibly hard to get, which means that a quarterback can't do it on his own. The quarterback needs to be part of a good organization, right? But to his win a great, Super Bowl. but his greatness often, not all the time, but often is a key component to that success. Sure, yeah. And so I've got to give them because that's the tough that's the toughest thing to do. But it's a chicken or the egg. It's a chicken or the egg question because I would I, I think there have been plenty of guys who could have been great quarterbacks in this league who ended up in garbage organizations who didn't know how to groom a quarterback. Okay, right. But Favre, Favre played on back-to-back teams. There have probably one, been one, one. Tom Brady's. One didn't, and Favre, Favre and that team could absolutely, and Brett especially, could be sabotaged. I think, I think Phillip, savaged, I should say. I actually that. think Phillip Rivers is a, is a hidden Tom Brady. Possibly, yes. And he's just, he, he, yeah. he never had a chance to be great, not good. So I'll listen to you on that, too. But in terms of weight of championship rings, I have four categories here, and I'm going to rank them for you, okay? Quarterback in the NFL... Star player in the NBA, star player in the NHL, and star player in Major League Baseball. And in what order should we should we weigh rings in terms of validating your career? Number one, NBA star. Yes. The rosters are small. LeBron James can go from Cleveland to Miami back to Cleveland, and it's literally a 30 or 40 win swing with or without him. Right. Right? Yeah. So NBA star is number one. Number two, quarterback. And I'll come back to that. Number three, NHL star, because those guys, as great as some of those players are, they're only on the ice for 20 to 25 minutes in a 60-minute game. They're not having... And then when they're on the ice, it's not like a quarterback where you're controlling the puck or the ball at all times. So I put NHL star below quarterback and NBA star. And MLB star, I mean, you... You can Mike mi- Trout. You, you can manipulate. Really all you have to say is Mike Trout. Well, and you can manipulate in these other sports how often some of these other guys get the ball or the puck, right? Mm-hmm. In baseball, I can't manipulate Mike Trout getting the ball or plate appearances over my number nine. The closest hitter. thing in baseball potentially is pitching. But even then, like, but I'm just saying that's the closest. Yep. And the reason I put quarterback number one on this list, if you look at, go look at Vegas odds and points attached to each player. Like quarterback, because you're touching the ball so often and your offense is on the field 50% of the time and you are orchestrating everything that happens, quarterback is by far the most influential position in all of football. And so you should have rings weighed against you and your legacy more than other positions in football. I don't even disagree with your list. 
But now take that list. Turn it t- sideways? No. T- <laughs> Is it because I'm wearing a Dwayne Johnson shirt? Yeah, take that list. And crumble, stick it straight up, crumble it up your candy ass. <laughs> no, take that list and tell me of those of those four of those four people, in what order do they depend on the environment that they play in to, to be to, to be successful and but, thrive? But I don't think that that's fair in in the sense that yes, if if a quarterback gets drafted by a bad team and is not groomed properly and fails, your point is well taken. But if you're Brady or Montana, your greatness lifts your team up continually, and that's a huge thing. Yeah. I don't disagree. So I, I think I think we're having two different conversations no. here. Tim Couch, who was just screwed from day one, unfortunately, but then Brady, Montana, that that group, those guys have played an instrumental role in that success, which to me moves them up these lists. You got to credit them. You know what, Rami? You're lucky right now. Why is that? Because we have to go on a top secret mission. We, you and I, have to leave the yes, studio so Judd can wrap the show. We have to go. Uh, we're going to be recording a later to be released athlete challenge, and we I'm, have to go beat traffic right now. I'm just otherwise glad I, we would ha- we would continue this. Royce argument. and I are going to torch Rami. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I'm <laughs> glad I don't have to face the music with Royce and my Byron Buxton take from earlier. <laughs> Mackie and Judd with Rami. This debate to be continued at some point. Hell in a cell. Thank you, Jonathan Harrison, TCL Broadcast Studios. Bring in uh, time to wrap with Roycey. I've been left. They've gone to play wiffle ball, Patrick. You're the only I'm one the left. only one left. I'm the stooge. What is this, a wiffle ball contest or something? Or what? Evidently, they've been invited by people who are really good at wiffle ball to try and uh, hit home runs. And they're going to, of course, put this on video and look like complete fools, one would hope. And so it's going to we be on our website. See, we would hate to see one of our uh, sports hosts look like a fool through trying to do something, <laughs> uh, something on a, on a, in an athletic oh, form. Ab- you know what? Way that too much pride, terrible. right? <laughs> yes, Way too do. much pride. You'd never allow yes. that, would you? Yes, we do. But it does. It makes me feel important that they say, ah, we don't have to talk to Racy. We want to go play wiffle ball. Well, so hey, okay. I stuck around. I think maybe that uh, maybe that uh, Seattle bullpen ought to try a little wiffle ball. What do you think? <laughs> they're all, well, uh, they're awful. That Brennan, yeah. that, that Brennan uh, did get it out two games that he gave up seven runs. Yeah, what was he, it today? He's, he's one of their promising youngsters, I guess. So. How okay? Explain this, and I know baseball's weird and ba- it's baseball, but how the hell did Seattle get off to that start? I don't have any idea. Thirteen and two. Yeah. Well, they were hitting, you know, like three home runs a day. Uh, they were they were on a pace to hit a thousand, you know. So uh, it was uh, phenomenal. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I started looking and uh, saying, oh, are they better than they than they're supposed to be or something? And uh, so now it's uh, sixteen and forty one since that started, Ooh. which is uh, which is pretty dang uh, impressive. Uh, remember the uh, when when all this started with the Twins in 2011 when the ineptitude started for, which was basically eight years. Yep. Uh, that they finished 19 and 50. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty impossible, but that was also you know like taking all these dregs up from the miners and looking at all these people. But uh, this is apparently Seattle's team. You know what? Uh, you know what I always say. You know, they say we're young and rebuilding. Yep. But if you're young and rebuilding with guys who can't play, being young does you no good. All you do is just invest three or four years in guys who can't play, right? 
Yes. So, and I, you know, I don't, you think Shed Long is going to be a superstar <laughs> or something like that just because he had a, a home run? I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. Uh, there's, there's so much bad. I think the problem with the pitching is you've got third, everybody's got 13 of them. There aren't that many. You know, there's, you know, even in the best of times, you had maybe eight, right? Uh, four starters, and then a fifth starter who was never really any good, and then maybe three relievers you trusted, right? Yeah. Eight. If you if you were lucky, you had an eight man pitching staff. Well, every team's got five guys for the most part who don't belong in the big leagues. So, you, but you end up running them out there. You're more worried about uh, saving your good arms than uh, having uh, just a bunch of idiots out there pitching. Uh, Fernando Romero, I can see why they wanted to bring him back. He looked pretty sharp today, didn't he? What, did he get it out? No. Did he ever get it out? Two hits, two runs, two walks, no outs. So he faced four, and that's it. Well, is he back on the plane yet? What What's my guy, my what guy, happened Jake there? Reed, my, my guy, Jake Reed, has got to get a chance uh, here pretty soon, I would think. Uh, you know, he's a, he's been fairly good down there, and he's been kicking around for a, a while, so... Might as well give him a try, but anyway. What's happened to Romero, I, I, though? I have no idea. He, I mean, last spring, man, I couldn't wait to see him up there, and I thought he'd be in the rotation by the middle of this season. He was just throwing bullets and, uh, and you know, a lot of sinkage on it. And, uh, you know, back way back in 2018 when we thought sinkage was good. You know, <laughs> Not now, anymore. Not anymore. Now maybe we don't like him anymore because he has sinkage. Maybe maybe that's the problem. We went up in the zone. Yeah, we went up in the zone. I don't know, but he looks completely lost, doesn't he? Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah. But uh, as we as we've been saying, you throw bad pitching up there against these guys, except for Tommy Malone. Uh, they uh, decided that they were going to hit, try to swing at Tommy Malone, slop the way they swung swung at everybody's fastball. And that didn't work out too good. But you run bad pitching out there, and these guys are going to beat you up. There's no doubt about it. I saw your tweets last night. Are you going to come around at some point to accept the fact that Rocco Baldelli publicly will never, ever give you anything of substance? No, I, I accept that completely, but that doesn't mean i got to like it to, to have a guy after a pathetic performance like that say, well, there's going to be games like this. Well, there shouldn't be more than about three in an entire season. I mean, because it wasn't, it wasn't simply, you know, losing a ball game and, and, you know, the nice comeback and all that. But the way they went about it against Malone, the way they went about it in the field, the way they pitched, it was all bad. So it was a, you know, you can't just shrug a game like that off. You have to be a little bit honest, right? And say, yeah, we stunk tonight, but I, I don't think you're going to see much of that anymore. I, I don't think we'll do that too often, but I guess we're never going to get that. Pat, he defended in depth Blake Parker. Oh, last night? Yeah, I asked him, I said, what about, you know, what about Parker? His, Blake Parker's ERA, I think his last six appearances is 16.5. Yeah. And he said he threw yeah. pretty well. You know, he actually, if you take some of those away, he threw pretty well. <laughs> yeah, he gave up the home run to Shed Long, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, yes. Who the hell would name their kid Shed? Okay. okay, I thought the same thing, and I love that question, so I looked it up, and on baseball reference, I believe it's something like Shedrick Huber okay. or Herbert Long. 
Shadrach. Okay, so why would you name your kid Shadrach? I don't know. Everybody's going to... Because you know everybody's going to call him Shed, right? I have no clue. Yes, I guess so. I guess if you like the name Shed. Man alive, I don't know. So I'm uh, sitting there watching golf at uh, Pebble Beach, first day of the U.S. Open. No wind, and uh, no wind today, and uh, the, the course is pretty soft compared to the hard, dry links that they'd like to play on because it's been a very wet uh spring and you know winter and spring in northern california so the golf course the tiger shot 12 under on and the next in the second place guy was three over in 2000 is that this is this has nothing to do with that because it's uh it's not hard and fast and dry and uh you know it's uh and the wind's not blowing so do they change do do they change things for tomorrow to try and do it you know Make well, there's nothing they can, no, they can't make the greens. Any, I mean, because the greens just they haven't had they haven't had a dry period in the spring to roll them and get them fast as they want them to get them. But it's not so much that the putts are slow; it's that the ball sticks and the ball is sticky rather than okay. you know. Previously, there, if you hit an approach shot and you didn't hit it in absolutely the right spot. Uh, it would go zooming away, but uh, uh, not not today. So anyway, Tiger Woods is uh, one over one under par. Uh, he's made three birdies, but he also made a double bogey. So uh, he's he's one over par. So, but they're uh, you know the one thing the USDA likes these uh, California majors because they can enter you know they can go into prime time. So yep. Anyhow, uh, it's yeah, it's not it's not the bloodbath we occasionally see at Pebble Beach right now because no wind and uh, you know you're not being punished as badly for bad shots as you usually are. Hey, who is going to be? And I don't think it's been done yet. Who's going to be the first to go find Mike Yo and talk to him about the fact that he was fired <laughs> from a team that won the Stanley Cup last night? That's a hell of a story. Oh, uh, it is. And uh, the funny thing is, you know, when Yo came in there, he turned him around and uh, went to the playoffs and beat our. Uh, that was his. You know, he he became the coach that season. Didn't yeah. He? When they beat the North, when they beat the Wild. Yes. Yes. And uh, and Jake uh, Allen yeah. was in goal too. But uh, you know, his big problem was their goalie. Their goal keeping was terrible. They mm-hmm. couldn't stop a volleyball, and then they could. Didn't they call up this Bennington about the same time that they called up, uh, that they hired Ruby? Yes, yes. I think January You never 9th. had him. I think January 9th or something. You know what this guy's uh, goals against is going to be two months into next season, don't you? 634? Like 4.3. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have a save percentage of about 86. He'll be the sim of all time. That's the way goaltending works. Yeah, the... So, they, but he, but he won him a cup. They fired Yo. I, I looked it up today. Nineteen games in, so in November at some point, named Barubi okay. the interim coach. On January second, they were the worst team in the National yeah, Hockey they had League. The worst team. So this guy, it wasn't like he had an immediate impact. No, right? six, that's exactly six right. Weeks, six weeks, he didn't have anybody to stop the puck either. But this is goaltending. Jake Allen, he was God. Against the Wild, and then he was so bad. Is he even there anymore? Was he the backup? Backup goal. Yeah, he's the backup. He's going to get a ring. He was the backup, but mm-hmm. he didn't. Uh, this this kid played every minute, every game. But uh, uh, yeah, it's 
It's kind of sad for Boston. I think we can all agree they just haven't had a parade here for a while. Oh, I felt as, awful for them. As people say, there's there's four month olds in uh, New England who haven't seen a championship parade. You know, you got to feel sorry for those little kids. So they were robbed and, of a title. <laughs> yes, robbed. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. So yeah, well, hey. That's great for saying, what, 52 uh, years, right? 67, yep. They, they came in with six teams, I believe, and the North Stars, 50, of course. 52 words, and we're the, uh, I don't know the North Stars one. So, of the markets that came in, yeah. Uh, well, Oakland never won a cup, right? So, nope. Oakland never won a, won a cup, and we never won a cup. And Minnesota's o- never won a cup, so. And the California Golden Seals became the Cleveland Barons, who merged with the we North Stars. Yeah, That's nice. exactly By right. By the way, St. Louis still has a Stanley Cup record, a Finals record of four and fifteen. You know, well, yeah, because they, yeah, they got a terrible winning percentage. Here. But uh, I'm glad I'm not a St. Louis sports writer, man. You could have, you'd have to be doing these odes for what, like another week, right? Just absolutely praising, heaping praise on everyone. Now, Bacchus is the Bru- with the Bruins now, right? He was with the he Bruins was, and got scratched a bunch. He's being paid oh, okay. all that money not to pay a uh, play, basically. Okay, Saint. Uh, so, um, Saint. He was in St. Louis, and then uh, correct. He, he was their there. captain. Do we have any? Is the is the cup going to come to Minnesota? Is anybody there? We got anybody? I think the only story I heard was there's a a guy that practiced with them who was from here, but that's about it, I think. Oh yeah, a guy that was like yep. one of the seven call ups who didn't yep. play, but they practiced with him. Do they don't get a ring? Do they? I have no idea. We got to go. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. All right. Wrapping with Royce, Mackie, and Judd with Rami. Back tomorrow. TCL Broadcast Studios. See y'all later. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 3. It was my first time traveling alone. Packed my car with hiking boots, a camera, and my dog, Randy. I don't know what I was searching for. Maybe it was something new, with adventure. Maybe it was the idea of vacation I would never expect. Filled with wildlife, national parks, rivers. Whatever it was I set out to find, it was all there and more. Because there's so much South Dakota. So little time.